listening to Black Girls Blade, a podcast dedicated to Black women in the permanent makeup industry who's ready to level up in business, unlock the keys to success, and grow your empire. Every other week, we will talk about education, business strategies, product recommendations, and artist interviews. I'm your host, Keisha Taylor. Now let's get started. Today, we are talking to Tiana Freeland. Tiana is a senior permanent makeup artist and trainer specializing in microblading and ombre powder brows. She is here to talk about how she got started as a mentee and worked her way up from casino cocktail waitress to a fully booked microblading artist and trainer. This interview is personal for me as Tiana is my mentee. I watched her grow tremendously over the years, and I'm very excited to do this one-on-one interview with her and share her story to my community. Tiana is beautiful, kind-hearted, dedicated, loyal individual who goes above and beyond the call of duty. We built a meaningful friendship over the years, and I'm proud to be her mentor as I watch her replicate the same strategies and growth tactics to her mentees that were taught to her. So let's introduce Tiana to the show. Hi, Tiana. Welcome to Black Girls Play. I wanted to invite you on this show because so many new artists are seeking out mentors in this field, but don't know how to approach it. So first, before we get started, who is Tiana Freeland? Oh, wow. So Tiana Freeland, she is a very inspiring role model in the making. So literally, I have a beauty background. I'm a makeup artist. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a young mother. And I am a full-time permanent makeup artist. I do microblading. I do the ombre brows. And I'm working my way up to becoming a nano brow artist as well. And I'm just super excited. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's exciting. So how did you get started with microblading? So microblading actually was introduced to me by Keisha Taylor, which is you. And um, (laughs) it was a few years ago. I was working as like a full-time casino cocktail waitress. And that was never the plan to, you know, work at a casino. My plan was to move to Maryland and start uh, building my makeup clientele and everything. But it didn't work out that way. You know, life just kind of has its funny ways of literally turning you a whole different direction. So about three years ago, my best friend hit me up that someone was looking for assistant to help out with a class, a beauty class. And so she was like, well, send me your resume and I'll submit it for you. So I was like, all right, cool. So she did that. And literally like two weeks later, Keisha called me, you called me and we met up at the Panera Bread. And it's like we clicked instantly and you told me about the class and what it was. And that was microblading. So immediately I was super excited to just be involved with something that has to do with beauty. So I was super excited to be a part of that. And then literally like a few months with helping out with classes, you introduced the opportunity to me to be a microblading artist. So I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. So, and I had no experience (laughs) whatsoever and I was so nervous, but I didn't want to show that because I was like, you know what? You got this, Tiana. Like you've been through so much just within that year of me finding out about microblading, I was going through so much. So I was like, why not do something new? And fast forwarding three years later. I am a f- almost food service makeup or a permanent makeup artist and I'm booming. Thanks to you, I'm booming and I would have changed anything, you know, for in as far as that. So yeah. Okay, great. I love to hear these stories, especially like when I'm involved and in seeing your growth and your transformation. 
So with that being said, how were you able to quit your job as a cocktail waitress at the casino and become a full service microblading artist? So, I mean, it wasn't easy, of course, and having that fear of just quitting that, like, your set job that you go to every day, you clock in, you know, and you get your benefits from and everything. That was, like, enough to almost make me not quit. But then seeing the potential in the permanent makeup industry and having a great mentor, which is you, I felt like, why not? You know, I felt like I can do this. So within, like, I'd say five months of doing microblading, You know, I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm making a consistent amount of income where I can quit my daytime job and do this full time and potentially grow it more and more to where I'm literally like not working full time, but still making full time pay, if that makes sense. So one day I remember I went into work and it was a busy night. I was already over, of course, because I'm like, here I am. I found my passion, something I love to do, which is microblading. And then I'm still coming to this like dead end job, slaving away as a cocktail waitress. And so I was just super annoyed already. And then I remember it was one angry customer. He was an old man and he was like yelling in my face about a drink that, you know, his server never got for him. And I'm like, that moment right there, I'm like, I, why am I putting up with this? I was like, I literally don't need to put up with this. I am doing so well with microblading and I can see the potential to grow into in the permanent makeup industry. So F this, like I'm out of here. I'm F this. Literally that same night as the, with the angry customer, I went to my manager. I was like, I'm putting my two weeks in today. And literally like I put my two weeks in and two weeks I was out of there. That was the start of me being a full-time permanent makeup artist. And I literally would not change anything for the world. And I, of course, talked to you and I'm like asking you for your advice because you had literally just recently left your job. And so I'm like, you know what, if she can do this, I can do this too. So it was definitely just having that great mentorship to mentor, to look up to and know that I can do this as well and grow and be very successful with it. So two years later now, I'm still going, still thriving. It's amazing. That feeling of knowing that I took that leap and just went for it. It's amazing because I feel like once I did that, once I left my job, everything opened up for me even more. You know, I was getting more bookings. I started to self-teach myself with doing ombre brows and the possibilities was endless once I left that job. Yes, definitely. It's um, when you leave that full time job for a passion or something that you enjoy, it's freedom. It's you become free to be who you actually are inside. And that's what makes this business or this career beautiful and exciting to be in, at least for me. And I know for you. (laughs) So you quit your job, you became this. You started from being an assistant with classes, and then you transitioned into a microblading artist. Then you quit your job, and then you became this successful trainer. So how did you transition into training other students, especially this early on in your career? Oh, yeah. So, of course, just having that leadership of you, seeing you start off the classes would literally just... Your knowledge and like your experiences with not seeing enough of, I guess, uh, great teaching in this permanent makeup industry and just literally saying, F it, you know, I'm just, I'm going to be that one on the forefront and do this. Just seeing that and also just helping out with the students gave me that passion that I love helping people as well. And I love teaching as well. And then transitioning in from being an assistant and then being an artist and then transitioning into a trainer was just like, it was kind of like, 
smooth sailing. You know, it was kind of like it was meant to happen for me, at least. Seeing the excitement from the students, us teaching them and seeing the beautiful Black women teaching them, I felt like it was something in me that spoke to me, like seeing how excited the students were about learning a new trade or technique from Black women. I felt that that was a big thing that I just wanted to be a part of. So when the opportunity presented itself for me to be a trainer, I took that right away as well. And I just would never, ever go back and change anything different. I love teaching other people. And I love being, like I said, that role model influence for other women and other Black women and other Black little girls that are growing up and knowing that they have options for the future and not just the regular typical desk job or nurse or whatever. You know, I just love the fact that I can show them that, oh, yeah, you can be in the beauty industry. You don't have to just do makeup either. You can do permanent makeup and then you can also teach. So I just love being able to do that and show that for other beautiful black young women out there. So teaching for me was that opportunity to just jump in and be able to to show people that. So, yeah. Yes. So definitely being fearless is a trait that you need to have when you're in this industry it's just pretty much go for it like don't hold your own self back just take what you have and make the leap and go for it that's always my advice and yes, i know that absolutely. you followed that as well being fearless is definitely one of those things that i feel like you have to be in this industry like the permanent makeup industry with it being so european dominated so coming from a black woman you have to be fearless because if not you will be looking at the others like oh well i don't look like them our skin is different or we can't do too much on our skin because it may cause this and that you know or it may not do what their skin does all of that like you cannot think about and get caught up in because you will literally not succeed your fear would get the best of you so uh, being fearless is definitely one of those things that you have to be in the permanent makeup industry especially for a black woman you know we have to not get so caught up in what the others look like and with what they can do and what we may not can do you know i feel like we need to set the standard for ourselves that We can do whatever they do and better. Honestly, I mean, our skin is beautiful. We have beautiful melanated skin that takes permanent makeup really well. And I feel like there's a lot of conspiracies that Black women can't get permanent makeup, which is not true. We've been told so long that, oh, we can't do this on you because it won't heal right. Or in reality, it's that they don't know our skin. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for us to take back our control and just to be fearless and show that we can do whatever y'all do and better because we know our skin. We know how it heals. And we can also be a little risky with it, too. And I feel like that right there is amazing. The fact that we can come in and do whatever even better than them, but they can't because they don't know our skin. So I feel like just being fearless is a very important, very important for a, like beautiful black woman in this industry. Like you have to push the limits and you have to be fearless. That's the only way you're going to go far, because if not, like I said, you are let your fear get the best of you and you'll be looking at everybody else like, oh, my God, why isn't it turning out like this? Or why can't we do this? When in reality, mm-hmm. you just got to learn and you just got to fight through it. And trust me, you would get there. All it is is practice and being fearless. Absolutely. Uh, Being fearless. Definitely. And not just black skin. I know that for us and our practices, we will take on any type of skin. No one is going to get denied from our establishment. Even if we don't know, we're going to make sure it's our business to know. 
And I think that's the problem. So just so quick to, you know, tell black women, okay, your skin can't tolerate this or you have oily skin. So, you know, micro shading or ombre powder brow is better for you instead of just taking on the situation and learning from it is definitely a problem in the industry. So I'm going to switch up a little bit and ask you, how did your mentee-mentor relationship begin? Ooh, so it all begins, like I said, that day we met up at the Panera Bread. I feel like instantly we clicked. It was kind of like it was just chosen, like in our destiny to meet. I feel like a mentor-mentee relationship, it's not something that you just go out and seek. It's not something that you're just going to be like, oh, I need a mentor. Let me go in Craigslist and look up for a mentor. You know, it's not something that you can just do like that. I feel like it's something that happens naturally. And I feel like that is what happened with us. Like I said, the, the moment we met up at the Panera Bread and you told me about the class and this was like the first microblading class in this area was That was like amazing to me. I immediately was intrigued and was like, let's do this. And then taking on the first class and like, you know, it was a little rocky the (laughs) first class. It was the first one. But learning together, we got through it. It was like the trials and errors and like seeing how far we grew. It's just like I said, just happened so naturally. And it was more so like, you know, I'm an emotional person. I always look and be like, wow, the fact that this could have been someone else's opportunity, but like I somehow got brought this opportunity to my doorstep, it gives me like the shivers and like the goosebumps. It's crazy. I remember you told me, you were like, yeah, I was trying to interview other people, but they never showed up. And I'm like, I always think about that because I'm like, wow, this could have been someone else's opportunity. And I could have missed out on this if just, yeah, like if it worked out that way, but it just happened so naturally. And I was able to have the opportunity that you brought to me and watching you and learning and growing has been such a great experience. I don't know if I could have really done it all without you. I really don't know. Like me being new to Maryland and not having any family and, and or a lot of friends, you know, it was really tough. So to have met you that year and to be on that journey, it was heaven sent because I feel like I've learned so much from you and watching you grow and watching all the trials and the errors and then flipping them and making them into like gold was like amazing. So the mentorship is very important to have somebody that you can kind of piggyback off of and just bring some type of, you know, if I'm like coming up with an idea or something and just having somebody I can turn to and know that that will always be honest with me and someone who's more wiser and just been through things herself and knowing that she never gave up, regardless of what I've been through. You never gave up. And when you tell me the things you've been through and just knowing you never gave up and you stuck with it and you're still going strong, like, and your confidence is just growing and growing and growing in your business, like, that to me is a lot. And I feel like it's important. You know, I feel like every young person or just whether you're young or older or whatever, even if you feel like you're the wisest person ever, I feel like a mentor, somebody, you should always have somebody that you can just kind of like, lean on or like look up to and just kind of bounce ideas off of, you know, I feel like it's very important, especially when you're just trying to grow as a business person or just as an individual spiritually too. Like this has been like a very good spiritual journey for me. I'm sure for you as well, just when it tests your patience as far as like, you know, when business is slow or whatever, I feel like just having somebody, like I said, to just talk to and kind of get you through those times. Like, yeah, maybe slow right now, but we'll get through it. I feel like that is so important to have to just keep you grounded and keep you level-headed. 
Yes. So, so a great relationship and team building together is Yes, is definitely a requirement of a good mentee-mentor relationship. Tiana never asked me to be her mentor. It just kind of fell into place. (laughs) Like like she said, we met up. We never had a conversation like, okay, yeah, so yeah, can you be my mentor? It was just natural. Like It was just like, you know what, this person right here, I know I can go to for everything period. And I know she'll always be honest. And I know she'll always tell me the raw, honest truth about everything. And yes, like I said, it just happened so naturally. I couldn't even imagine going and seeking like for a mentor because you don't know, like everything looks good on the outside. You're looking at somebody and you're like, oh, well, they look like they have a good life. You know, oh, they look like they have it all together. Let me see if they're going to be my mentor. Let me ask them. It can't happen like that because you don't know. So I feel like for me, what made it so natural was just First of all, I didn't know you from a can of paint when we first met up, okay? Like, we just met up. You found my resume on Craigslist, and we met up. And it was like, click. I'm a person. I love vibes. I love energy. And I feel like you've always had amazing energy from the jump. You've never given me any bad energy, any bad vibes. And I feel like that was very important as well, like I said. So it's just something that happens naturally when you're building a mentor in a mentee relationship. It's just something that has to happen naturally. You cannot go and seek it. You know, it has to just happen. Yeah, that's a good nugget. I love that right there. And for the record, <laughs> Tiana, you would have made it without me. You are a great person. You are loyal and honest, and you would have been able to do this industry with your eyes closed. It's just happened oh. that we met each other. <laughs> I mean, yes, but like I said... <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, it just having someone to just ride it out to the end with makes it so much more worth it and better. I'm sure, you know, I'm a pretty stable and go-getter person, but just having you as like a mentor has helped in so many ways and I would not have changed anything. So Me neither, girl. We be riding it out for sure. (laughs) We still riding. (laughs) Till the wheels fall off, girl. Yep. (laughs) So what are some skills a mentee would need to possess before they start seeking for a mentor in this industry? Okay, so definitely having the go-getter mindset. That's first and foremost. If you're not somebody who's going to stick it in when it's all great and then when it's all bad, then there's no point for anything. So I feel like that's what it is, having a go-getter mindset and knowing that, okay, we're going to try this even if it doesn't work, you know, and if it doesn't work, fine. But if it works, amazing. That's one thing. And for two is the patience. So it's like when you're a mentee, like coming from me, you know, and you're working with somebody or for somebody, it's more so like they're building their business. So you need to be patient. There may be a slow period, but that doesn't mean like me as a mentee, I'm, I'm going to go off and go seek some help from somewhere else. You know, I'm just going to go off and do my own thing. It's more so being patient because everything is a building process. So if you're building your business and I'm here riding it out with you and I'm here working with you, I'm going to go ahead and be patient and watch this business build and bloom so beautifully. For three, I just feel like it's more so being dedicated. So you got to have to have the same type of dream goal. Like, I mean, maybe not the same dream, but the same goal. And that's always to just have underlying success and to always want to build generational wealth for your own family. So I feel like we're always on the same page as that. 
for me as a mentee, I feel like those are things, characteristics I need to have to just be a great mentee. I feel like, you know, if I didn't have all those great characteristics for myself, I don't think it would have worked because you're here building your business, you going hard for your business, and then you have somebody who's just kind of like weighing you down. So I feel like that's where it all comes in. For a mentee, that's what I feel like that's my job to do is just be dedicated, um, a go-getter, and somebody who's patient and someone who just believes in the dream of building the business. That's awesome. All right. So there you have it. A mentee-mentor relationship goes beyond a conversation or two. It's a meaningful relationship based on a mentor as a teacher to the mentee. So Tiana, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And how can our listeners find out more about you and the services that you offer? Yes. Thank you for having me. It's been an amazing blessing, pleasure as always. Um, you guys can follow me on IG at tianalapri.browsingcompany. And that's where you can see all of my uh, microblading work or ombre powder brow work, pretty much my whole portfolio as far as brows. Um, and you can follow my private page if you're interested. I don't post a lot, but it's okay. And that's just Tiana Lapri. That's pretty much it for now. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. Okay, thanks again, Tiana. I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Black Girls Blade. Make sure to visit us at our website at www.blackgirlsblade.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Blade and never miss an episode. See you again in two weeks for more tips, tricks, strategies, conversations, and interviews.